Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Science of Pokemon. I am your host, Veteran Lucas, and with me today, as usual, are my friends and yours, Fisherman Don and Professor Collins. What's up, guys? How you been? Hey, how are you? I'm good, you know, I'm had a really good day. The children that I work with at the at my job have finally recognized me as not just Mr. Lucas, but also Pokemon Master, and that is a good feeling. It's a real good feeling. Don, how about you? Um, uh, tired. Um, been working a lot of lot of work, and then also just doing world prep stuff. So, uh, sleepy, but uh, good otherwise. Excited to talk about some critters. Oh yes, we are going to have some good critters today because I decided after flipping through our list that there is a certain group of mammals that gets ignored, and Pokemon put in a lot of them. So today we are talking about pinnipeds, seals, sea lions. Platypus. No, that's that's not yet. One day, <laughs> one Which day we'll get platypus. <laughs> oh no, that's not that. Marsupials. We're going to talk about marsupials. Not yet. That's another one. We got to wait. We got to wait for yeah, that that's one. Yeah, that's not for a now, platypus. It, it's pinnipeds. We're talking about pinnipeds. So, I got a pocket, mate. <laughs> okay, I am sealing the deal. And uh, I music. apologize to all Australian viewers for that accent. <laughs> oh, just just cue the music. Cue the music. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with some news. So, Matt, thank you for this article uh, from Science Friday, posting about how – let's do the title of the article. Is chemical sunscreen safe? Scientists aren't sure. Now, this is something that – that's really interesting because well, for – I saw it, and I, I had to laugh because um, – so having three kids is a little bit like, like wrestling – like, like uh, wrangling kittens. <laughs> And I had to a ask one of them to watch the baby for a minute, and I came in, and she had. Sun Don't you just put them all in like a sack? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I I came back into the house real quick, and it literally had been forty five seconds, and she had sunscreen like in her mouth. Wow, that was. And I was like, oh my god! And I had to call poison control like right away. I was like, oh my god, what's going on? Now they've recently been finally doing tests on seeing if sunscreen, if different sunscreen chemicals are safe for humans, and they're not quite sure there's definitely they're starting to actually do studies on it uh, animal oh. biology anyone who works near coral is just looking at them like no duh because for us uh we have to advertise reef safe sunscreen down here in florida everywhere else it's not as huge a deal if you don't live near the ocean if you're by the pool no one cares but out here if your sunscreen isn't coral safe, isn't reef safe, it could end up destroying reefs. We've had a real problem with that stuff. And it's not like people are actively throwing this stuff in the water. It's just you're putting it on your skin and it's ending up there. Don, I don't know what? any of the brands. Do you? Yeah. Any um, good ones? Yeah. Um, if I, if, if I can – sorry. Sunbun. Go ahead, sunbum. Matt. Sunbum. Sun That's one. Yeah. Um, one that a, a friend of mine who's like done some research in this recommends a Stream to Sea is another good brand. Um. But yeah, if I may, real quick. So, like, one of the main issues with sunscreen for people is that it, which I guess what you want is that it's blocking the sun from hitting like your skin itself. But corals, being photosynthetic with their symbiotic algae, need the sun to hit them. So, if there's enough sunscreen in the water, in like particularly in like tourism heavy areas like Hawaii or the Florida Keys, that get a lot of people snorkeling, hundreds of people a day, thousands of people a day snorkeling to look at coral, you end up with so much sunscreen diffused in the water that's actually blocking the amount of sun that can reach the corals themselves well and it's not just that and, and i'm gonna i'm gonna say this because i i recently did read our itunes comments just for just for laughs why not and both of our negative reviews talked about us being too political here but this is one of those instances where i feel like it's hard to distance ourselves from politics as as people who are interested in science and i have found that with people who you know all you guys and then you know my friends like dr horton it's hard to distance yourself from the politics of this kind of stuff because it does impact. So like part of the issue is that in America, it is classified as cosmetic. And so it thus is not studied by the FDA. And it's, it's, it's like those business and that, that's a business, you know, that classification is for businesses, not for consumers. But those are the kinds of discussions that like we as a society genuinely have to have, like what role does our government play? with science 
And I think that's that's my point of all the things I bring up is that, that that's a discussion that genuinely has to happen. I think it is important to understand that with science – and I'm the guy who wants to keep science as far away from politics as possible. But my brother being the political go-to for my stuff because he has a master's in international security is like you got to – policies in fact impact your sciences. So you kind of need it. it it's a – whole thing let's just get to the pokemon news i'm tired of talking about sure. sunscreen so, no yeah i just yeah well no hey i will say though i did find out sun bun uh because it is that mineral sunscreen is totally safe yeah it's good stuff yeah. so don being our resident battler like <laughs> what do you think of these new mons all right so i just looked at the trailer today i'm actually pull it back up real get quick up. everybody gotta leave those seats so i <laughs> I'm pretty stoked about Top Hat Smokestack Wheezing. <laughs> Cheerio. Yeah. Quite right, yes. Um, Time to pollute your planet. He, yeah, <laughs> he looks very, he's very dashing with his top hats, and he's very industrial revolution with his, like, old-timey oil tycoon smoke into the atmosphere, like, aesthetic he's got going on. So, like, I, I dig it, but it also makes me, like, a little sad, I guess. But, um... He is the John and Poison Fairies are Pokemon. Poison Fairies, like, a really cool typing. Um, it's, like, our first one, which is cool. If he keeps Levitate, that's really awesome. Um, it gives him, like, some nice, uh... He does have Levitate. They showed his ability. He does get it. Oh, okay. Sick. Then, yeah, that's, um... And, like, we... I, I wouldn't mind if you got a little stat boost. Um, OG Weezing. He's, like, pretty decent defensively. His HP's a little low. Um... I hope though they bump his stats up a notch and like he, he I hope he keeps his crazy good move pool, which because Weezing move pool honestly look at it, it's wild. He's got things that just don't make sense. Like he's got Thunderbolt, Thunder, Flamethrower, Taunt, Willow Wisp, Willow Wisp, <laughs> um, a few other even weirder things I can't think of off the top of my head. I think he used to get Ice Beam. I don't think he gets it anymore. He gets some weird stuff. And then there's Zigzagoon and Linoon in their glorious Badger forms. And okay. then we see they, Linoon. They, gets they are so kissed out. I love it. If, so can it wait, wait, can I just say though, it, it does really tie into like British culture of, you know, the whole, the whole hair metal thing while really big here. I mean, it really does tie into British culture, especially with the 1980s, mm-hmm. you know, the whole rock phase, glam rock. Uh, you know, we wouldn't have that without, without the Brits. Um, so I'm kind of excited to see that. that that's, but what the heck is up with uh, Werewolf and Lion? Yo, yo, yo. I'm sorry. You mean, I think it's exactly what you were talking about. My new major – I'm sorry. You mean my new sidekick? I'm just going to nickname him Dr. Love. I don't care what his actual name He's Dr. Love. He, <laughs> He's got the tongue, though. <laughs> don't, don't mess with my boy Dr. Love. Oh, my God. I cannot wait for that sucker. Now, we also got some character introductions, and honestly, the only ones I saw were the Team Yell – and they had like they're awesome. I, I thought it was hilarious because one of them has like the Vuvuzela. It's like, wow, World Mur- Cup twenty ten. Stop it. Okay. Wait, <laughs> World Cup twenty ten. Legitimately has- though, I don't think they're the bad guys. No, no. I think they're just a distraction. Kinda like how Team Skull was, only this was like so No, no, but I think I think they're gonna actively become the good guys. I think they're just going to They're be... like toxic fans, but then they're gonna be like our hero! Oh gosh! I feel like they're toxic in such a way that it's similar to like Korean pop bands are to- fans can be toxic. <laughs> like the stands or as they call themselves or whatever. Ugh. See, I, I follow the like animes. The... <laughs> the... <laughs> uh, I think it's gonna be some good mods. And now we wait, have wait. um what what was the new um the new Pikachu clone? They call More it Pekka with Hangry Mode. Hamtaro? Hamtaro? It's more Pekka, yeah. but yeah, it's 100% Hamtaro. I we think it's going to be just... It's much better. My best friend. <laughs> it's going to be the new one. Uh, it's the new Pikachu. Pikachu. It's there to be yeah. cute. If it does anything battle-worthy, yeah. then it'll be like Pachirisu and surprise everybody. So, you know, let's... Uh, that's an awesome Pokemon. It is, <laughs> but most people didn't expect it to be an awesome it's Pokemon. It's awesome in one extremely specific scenario in team. Shout out to Jun Park. He's a god. Which, But... Even Which then, is it's better than right. every other one of them. <laughs> I mean, Raichu did win Worlds in 2016. Yeah, that's, that's pretty fair. cool, too. Lightning Rod, man. It's an awesome ability. Oh my gosh, yes. It is. I got news. So we announced in our last episode, 
us and a few other shows have made a Pokemon network called Pokecasters Network. Uh, please do check it out. Follow us on Twitter. Check out the website. Uh, other shows, so so forth. Um, I have to announce, uh, and it will be announced by Pokecasters sometime, hopefully by the 13th. Uh, we are launching our first event, and I'm beyond stoked for this. So we are teaming up with the Pittsburgh Children's Hospital Foundation and Extra Life. And we're going to be holding, it's a series of three different events. And this is going to be awesome. So there's going to be a seven-week span during September and October where all three of us are going to have a bunch of eggs and we're going to be giving them out. And we're going to be doing kind of like a light egg lock where essentially you can just do a gameplay challenge, but you need to use one of the eggs we give you. Uh, the, there's more details that will be coming out about the eggs, but they're mostly galler ready, which is, you're welcome. Uh, so you can transfer them with you when you're done. And essentially what we'll be doing is people who sign up and participate, uh, will be eligible for prizes. I've been buying all sorts of rare plush from the merch groups galore. I mean, we got a tornadoes plush. We got substitute plush. We got all the cool stuff. We got pins. We're getting stuff donated. Um, so that's one thing you do. There's a weekly playthrough, and as long as you meet the checkpoints, you're eligible for prizes. We're going to do a tournament with the Pokemon you're given, uh, hosted by our friends over at Mount Silver. We're working on details for that. And we're in the works right now of setting up an actual TCG event in Pittsburgh during this event at the end of September, early October. We're still finalizing details. Uh, this is going to be pretty awesome, though. I'm beyond stoked, and I'm excited that we get to do something awesome and give back to the community. And I really hope a, a lot of you come and show your support uh, and donate to this great cause. 100%. And I was going to say, speaking of prizing, I meant to bring this up to you earlier, Matt, but I was going to snag a couple of the a couple extra of the world's exclusive Pikachus next weekend Please do. to add Please to the prize pool. Do. And I will leave them in their plastic bags because people like that and sea turtles don't, but and I'm reaching out to T public to who, who sells our t-shirts um, and asking if, I mean, cause we're okay with it. If they're willing to give one of our shirts away for free as well, like the incineroar shirt or the two scoops. Yeah. yeah two scoops. Two scoops. <laughs> Powerful two scoops. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> more, more people will join my cause. <laughs> Uh, all right <laughs> but legitimately i, I want I want you guys to have prizes we want you guys to participate so please stay tuned for details this is really important to me i if you haven't caught on by now helping kids is kind of my entire jam in life so something where we can play pokemon interact together and help kids i mean right. it's just pretty no. awesome. and that is honestly the most positive message we've ever led into a new episode so let's get started yay <laughs> All right, so this episode is focusing on a group of animals that is on my wish list of animals to work close to. I've gotten a lot of chance to learn about these animals through this episode, so thank you for this. Uh, we're going to be talking about pinnipeds. So pinnipeds is Latin for finned-footed, and it includes the seals, sea lions, walruses, and not otters. That's one of the things I want to get out of the way. We'll talk about otters. Otters are mustilidae, right? They are mustilidae. And that is really interesting because people automatically assume they're related. Columbus but Zoo has a new otter exhibit. And when we were there two weeks ago, they were all chasing each other, like 30 otters chasing each other. It was the cutest thing. They're not to thing. be trusted. Or oh, the Asian small clawed river otter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, small claws. Yeah. And they're all like running after each other. Okay, those are semi okay. Like we, me and Don are used to river otters. That that they're a hard no. Shifty. shifty we have otters uh, in the in the rivers up here in Ohio, actually in the national park. Yeah. See, this is I've what otters do. They, you have to you have to like get out super early. But otters draw the attention away from the other one. So we're gonna leave them for later. We will get to another episode. <laughs> so there is an active debate on where where these animals fall in the evolutionary tree. What I didn't know is that. Due to molecular evidence, it points that they are closely related to bears. Uh, there are some people who think they're closer to the otter group, but they don't have genetic evidence. We do. Uh, a lot of people call them the dogs of the sea because of the barking. Their vocalization is crazy. Like, they are one oh, of the. Wait, wait, I got trivia for you. Okay. Scientists, uh, it was on Wait, Wait a few week, weeks ago. Uh, um, scientists trained a bunch of seals 
to sing Star Wars. That's not trivia. That's just an awesome fact. <laughs> and it is terrible. No, it's amazing. They're one of the few animals no, on the planet. They, they're one of the few animals on the planet that can actively try and mimic human speech. Only some birds are capable of doing that. And that, then you have these guys who actually do their vocalization phenomenal. Uh, how they got into the ocean is also a lot of fun because most people don't like to think about how marine mammals got in the water. It basically goes like this. They came out with the rest of us out of the ocean. And then at some point they were like, you know what? Being on land stinks. And they just walked right on back in. Uh, they stupid just, humans. Yeah, they but they didn't they didn't commit as hard as the mammal as the uh, whales did though. So yeah, no, they, these guys are amphibious <laughs> animals. They can go a little bit more on land, a little bit more on water, but they're really specialized in the sea. They're so, land curious. They're, <laughs> oh, they're, okay, there are three groups. There are three groups, and they're the seals, sea lions, and the walruses. They each share some pretty fun characteristics. Um, my favorite is their spine. One of the people I worked with was telling me how their spine is pretty much like a Twizzler. It's incredibly – They're boys. Yeah, it, it's incredibly flexible. The equivalent would be if you could take your head and twist it down and put it onto the small of your back like well, it's no big deal. I can do that. I'll just be dead. Yeah, no, it's like their their necks don't snap, and it's really useful when you have to make tight turns underwater. Uh, their limbs have turned into flippers, so they're able to move more streamlined in the water. Two out of three of the groups have learned to use their flippers on land. One of them has trouble with that. <laughs> um, the other thing that's really cool is that their eyes are adapted to live on land or in water. And depending on where they live, they have to have special UV lens protection and built into their system because of the reflection of the, the sunlight onto the snow can be very damaging to their corneas. Their nose and whiskers. Well, aren't they lucky the snow will be gone? Uh, nah, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, they're really, really sensitive whiskers and nose. Uh, they can, their whiskers are very special and allow them to feel the tiniest bit of vibration. And one of the coolest things is their diving ability. They don't hold oxygen in their lungs. They hold the most of it in their blood. They have a very increased level of hemoglobin. They're able to keep their themselves underwater for up to 30 minutes and some can dive down as deep as 1500 feet they are crazy animals now there are they, they do have key differences between all of them uh the seals are the ones that just aren't that great on land have you ever watched a seal crawl on land yes yes it's terrible. it's it's not they, I think it's adorable. It's adorable. Now imagine being chased by something, and it stops being adorable and stops being a hindrance. Uh, they can't move as well as their cousin. They're also usually less social, but there are some species like the elephant seal who will gather in groups of hundreds, if not thousands, of each other. Uh, but most seals typically keep to themselves. The sea lions, on the other hand, are louder better adapted to land because they can move their flippers backwards for walking. They have external ears. That's a big feature. That's how you always tell them apart. And they are way more social. You can have over a thousand of them just staying together in one spot. This has led to some issues in California where these animals have overpopulated in some areas. They'll literally just stand on the docks that were not made for them. These animals can weigh over a thousand pounds and you have like a hundred of them on your dock your docks crack so these animals are loved and hated depending on where you go uh i once had one try to attack me over a fish while i was diving in california they're shifty not as shifty <laughs> as otters but they're up there <laughs> uh the walrus is what i like to call the dorky uncle uh they have these massive whiskers that people never the much larger body they're much fatter uh, their teeth are not nearly as terrifyingly sharp. If you ever wanted to, and they have a really, really big shoe size. Yeah, I know what you're getting to, and you're pushing it. You're pushing it. <laughs> they, they also have their tusks. Everyone knows about the walrus tusks. It's one of the most key features about them. Uh, my favorite feature that po people don't talk about are their eyes. Their eyes bulge out of their skull because they're so big. They will pop their skulls out to look around behind them. It's really cool. Like they're just a. Did you ever see, uh, the new Netflix like BBC series? Uh, was it called? Our yeah, Planet? I saw that. And the walruses yeah. that were falling off the rocks. And the walruses, yeah, they, they 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 yeah they climb up cliffs and then they they, they like fall yeah, off. Yeah, no, these yeah, guys those are not the. 
they're like running out of like their their real habitat is no longer there. Yeah, no, they are. They're on the list of animals that's definitely feeling the burn from climate change. And which stinks because pretty much all of them are carnivores. They're all carnivorous animals. They feed on a diet of fish, squid, penguins, anything else they can catch. Uh, it's important that they have that food source, and that food source is being taken away by climate change. Uh, what is fun, though, is that they can eat underwater or on land, and even though they're such good predators underwater, they're still attacked by other animals. So polar bears, orcas, or even some sharks that will even try to take a crack at them. Uh, everyone's seen like the air jaw scene of them attacking them. So even though they are very terrifying to fish, they are still animals that get eaten by other animals. The other thing I wanted to make sure people understand, because dolphins usually take the spotlight for this, these things are ridiculously intelligent. Like I said, they will copy human speech every now and again. And it's really, really cool because, uh, Matt, you were talking about how they had this whole thing of um, the music with Star Wars. So yes. They but did a terrible. study, and they found that these guys are able to bob their head to the rhythm, very similar to how parrots and humans can. So they can actively just bob their heads, over, like keeping up with the rhythm. And that's okay. something. So they're good at they're good at the you know ICP exactly. Concert. You're the musician here. You know that human. Not even you know most humans can't do that correctly. Well, to be yeah, I mean, like I always laugh. So like if I watch like an American concert, and it's all like totally off rhythm in the audience and then you like you watch like a japanese rock band and you're like oh my god yeah it's fascinating uh i actually do have a friend who works with sea lions he's a sea lion trainer wait people have no rhythm because it's our freedom <laughs> to have the rhythm we want to have <laughs> wow <laughs> no. it's like it's like uh that great scene in the harry potter book the first one where they all sing the hogwarts song to whatever tune they want Lord. Uh, anyway, I got a buddy of mine who works with sea lions. Like he's an active trainer for them. He was talking to me on how you actually train something like this. And he started off with just trying to get their trust, making sure they make eye contact and rewarding that behavior, never harming the animal, never trying to scare them into doing something, always rewarding, always positive. And it's really fun because he described it as playing charades with an animal that does not know what charades is. And so you have to try and teach it what to do, and because they'll copy your movements, you can get them to do all kinds of stuff. After this episode, guys, look up walrus videos and sea lion videos in zoos and aquariums, and you'll see that they taught them all these different vocalizations. You can teach them how to whistle, burp, talk, bob their head. It's, it's really cool. Most of the training they teach them is to make sure that they are cared for properly, that they're medical care, but a lot of that is also just to try and keep them engaged, keep them entertained. So. This is um this is the part where I have to get sad because seals and sea lions and walruses have had a rough way of it, and it is thanks to human hunting hundreds of years ago. So uh, back in the olden days, the fur trade was a major deal, and it was required in order to survive. You needed the furs in order to live in some of these areas, and these animals were hunted by the hundreds if not thousands. Uh, the most recent casualties of this were the Japanese sea lion and the Caribbean monk seal. We used to have seals in the Gulf of Mexico. We could have had seals in Florida, but they were wiped out. Like Jurassic Park, I'm back. Let's. Do I it. mean, it would be not wouldn't be too difficult. We already discussed that, Don. Before you got here, it's not possible. Yeah, yes, it is. With that with that species, it's more possible than the mammoth because at least they were around a century ago. <laughs> So it's doable. No, no to the mammoth, maybe to the seal. But there are still countries that hunt them. They were hunted for their oils and furs and meat. Canada is one of the top hunters of seals. So whatever anyone tells – Oh, I'm ashamed. I mean the re – I looked into an article on if, it. If I oh, okay, I was, go it's ahead. All, it's that. all the in, it's all it's all the 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 natives people. Oh no, it's actually um right? other fishing villages. Don, you know anything about it? You you know more about it. Actually, yeah, I did a um a report on it a while ago. Actually, uh, while I was in college. Um, so like it's doesn't sound good, obviously, because everyone likes seals. Um, if I remember correctly, it's the harp seals that are the only ones allowed to be targeted in the real yes. number. I might be wrong, but I, if I remember right, they're like they as a species are doing extremely well to the point where there's like some overpopulation concerns. I think. Oh, like deer in mm. Ohio. Yeah, same kind of Got thing. It. So, and the, and there's also very very strict regulations regarding like the harvesting of a white coat, which is like the adorable baby seal that you see on like a seasonal Coca-Cola bottle. I think it. 
Now, the oh. counter argument that I was reading was that people are scared that the effects of climate change are going to be so drastic that these animals need all the help they can get. And so that, that's exactly. their counter argument. So whatever side you sit on, both sides actually have valid data to support their claims. I will say that here in the good old U.S. of A., we have the Marine Mammal Protection Act which and many organizations that will assist in rescuing and caring for them. I know people will bash zoos and aquariums. Like I understand where their mindset comes from, but most a lot of these facilities are rescue and rehab places. You lose them, and you lose a lot of the help that some of these injured or stranded animals have. The best thing- I literally just defended the zoo today. Like we were at the zoo to someone who said that they're like, "Oh, it's it's like a prison." And I was like, "Well, no." I was like, "You know these." Places provide opportunity to study animals so that we know how to better protect them. They rehabilitate animals. They take in animals that would otherwise die in the wild. I was like, you know, they do provide a good service. This isn't the zoo of, you know, the 1890s. Yeah, no, it's not. The good news is for seals, it's better than when we talk about amphibians because most people don't like amphibians, at least with sea lions and seals. They're cute. And when they're cute, they're marketable. And so people can actually use them to help better protect areas as a keystone species. And also places like the Marine Mammal Center, SeaWorld, Georgia Aquarium have all done marvelous things for their health and rehabilitation. So it sorry, Dung Beetle, no one's gonna say Yeah, you. I mean I'll save you. I love him and we will him. try, but the mass public okay. as we all know, the mass public wants something cute. Big eyes and fluffy, and the seals match that. So let's talk about Yeah, let's them. talk about the Pokemon of the game. All right, so I think it is appropriate that we talk about the first pinniped uh, that was put in the game, and that is Seal, S-E-E-L. I, I love how creative that they were back then. That was good creativity. Does, Anywho, uh, does Seal know that when it snows, his eyes become white and his light? Stop you it. Don't... Stop, <laughs> it. You stop that right now. He's never had a kiss from a rose? Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Okay, back on track. Seal is very, very cute, and it has the white fur coat. And that's so you one of my- can't hunt him, Canadians. You hear that? I can hear the Canadians salivating. Like, it's a white coat. You can't touch it. it, it the reason they have the white coat is to keep them safe from the cold. These animals aren't waterproof yet, so the white coat is evolved to keep them safe while they're out in the water and also camouflage them. Um, my, it's, this comes to my favorite fun fact about seals, and that is their milk. The hooded seal has the fattest milk of any animal. A human's milk, a human's breast milk, is about 4 to 6% fat. You want to take a crack at how much body fat's in a hooded seal? Uh, I'm going to say around 60%. It's not because I have the show notes in front of me. It is around 60%. You did not cheat, and you are correct. So they only nurse for four days. That's it because their milk is so fat. They have to So yeah, seal milk guys, if you want sick gains. It's not sick which need. It's not sick gains, it's six fat. These babies can gain it's up gains. 16 pounds every single day for 4 days. Like they double in weight from when they're born. It's ridiculous. Like it's one of those Yeah, no, honestly that's incredibly impressive. Yeah, no, that's it's they need to. They live in a world where the ice melts naturally anyway even without climate change. So they have to Get, get good quick, and getting good quick means getting all that body fat on. I do think the horn is weird. I think they just took the narwhal tooth and just put it on their forehead like there. It's, it's, a, it's not a seal anymore. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's our seal. That one of the- Think about if they made him like a true seal-narwhal hybrid, though, and it was like an actual mouth tusk. That'd be horrifying. I would, it would be horrifying. Still love it anyway. Uh, one of the deck yeah. entries said that they sleep on shore, but in reality, they can sleep underwater the same way dolphins do. They just shut off half their brain. Uh, there, there's a great. They don't sleep. They don't sleep. They no no. They, they do sleep, but uh, there's a very funny image of a Greenland shark eating a seal that was asleep underwater. Like it just snuck up on them and started eating them. So it, they can still be attacked. Or are they like? Are they like? Are they like elves? <laughs> you don't need sleep. You just need. To <laughs> no, no, they they do need they semi sleep. They have half their brain to try and keep them awake, aware enough to be attacked, but apparently not that one. Um, they did a surprisingly good job with this Pokemon. <laughs> um, the temperatures they can survive in are correct. Their walking ability is correct. And in Alola, they they said like, oh, this Pokemon is here, and Hawaii does have the Hawaiian monk seal. 
Meanwhile, it's evolution. Don, if you want to take this one. Yes, 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 yes. So, Dugong is... It's not based on a Dugong. <laughs> well, the name would suggest that it's based on a Dugong. Um, but nothing else about it <laughs> at all has anything to do with Dugongs. So, a Dugong nope. is not a pentaped. It is a member of Sirenidae. Um, it and manatees, the stupid, sexy manatees, um, owe their name to the original Greek sirens, which lured sailors to their to their deaths. Um, dugongs are kind of like the only member of their own little group, which is Duganidae, which is within Sirenidae. Their closest modern relative, which R.I.P. from 18th century hunters, was the stellar Aww. sea cow, which was a ridiculous ridiculously massive uh 30 animal. feet long um, 30 feet long up to 11 tons um it's an it was an enormous giant manatee well giant dugong um and also dugong it's most of its deck entries talk about how fast it swims which they say up to like eight knots um a real seal can hit like up to 17 knots which is like 20 miles an hour for our non-nautical uh, listeners <laughs> and then the other thing about dugong is it talks a lot about in its next entries how cold tolerant it is and how the colder the weather more active it becomes. And that's actually the opposite of a real dugong. Um, dugongs are decidedly tropical. They live mainly in the Indian Ocean and like very much around the equator area. Um, if a dugong were to be in the Arctic, it would die like very, very quickly. They have no cold tolerance. They have 2 to 8% body fat on them like manatees. They're more muscle and intestine than they are fat. They are. There's also a really interesting um, phenomenon that occurs at this one bay in Australia that's like this weird cohabitation of dugongs, um, sea turtles, and tiger sharks, where basically it's a war between the dugongs and the sea turtles over who gets to eat the right kind of grass, and then the tiger sharks play referee by eating the <laughs> Oh my gosh! This is why I love your random fisherman knowledge. You're not going to be able to... They always end in death. <laughs> Every time. I will say, with the design, they try and go for like, oh, look how pretty and white its coat is. But as you were saying with Seal, having a white coat means that you're not the best at swimming. Like it's only meant for you to be on when you're a baby. Once you're an adult, you grow out of it. You just you get your own coat. And this might explain it's – um. I don't want to call them well, terrible Lucas, stats. Maybe its parents couldn't afford a better coat. That's insensitive. <laughs> Look, I'll, I mean, if anything, that's probably the most expensive coat because it would still be illegal because it's a white coat. So yeah, it's just there. You go. <laughs> it's it's not great. It not does not look good for the dugong. I honestly just blame the people who the American people who gave it the name. It's just give it any other oh, name. Oh yeah. If you just named it, well, it's not named. It's not named Dugong in Japan. No, it's not. I, I, what is the Japanese name for really? it? Really? I'm gonna look it up. I think. I think. I think both of the Japanese names are, are like are translations to seal. I thought. Right, hang on. Hang on. Let's let's make sure. Let's confirm. Like I know. I know most most of the 150 names. Like I, again, Charmeleon. Charmeleon is lizard. Yeah, I know that. Uh, no Japanese name. It actually is. It is Dugong. Gosh yep. darn it, Japan! Every time. Jungong. Jugong. Yeah, yep. Seal was so nice, and then you ruined it with Dugong. Okay, next Pokemon. I'm done with this. <laughs> next Pokemon. <laughs> Meanwhile, on a Pokemon that doesn't make me vomit, Celio. So we're going to talk about that whole group. So Wait, Celio. Yeah, I know Sfeel is cute and adorable, but it's it's a you beach know what? Ball. It's also it's also a very I know this because I collect plush like religiously. It's also a very rare plush. Celio is. No, Sfeel. Oh, Sfeel is. There's a Sfeel I would imagine plush. so. Oh, my yeah. sister has that. It's a hard one to get, though. Oh, I think she. I don't know how long she's had it, but she definitely has it. Yeah. Didn't they I have almost... the whole new Hoenn series released soon of the city? They come no, out soon, I'm, and I'm getting my good boy Torkoal. Yeah, they're, they're hinting at it. Uh, it's very possible, and it would probably be out sometime either like December or early spring in Japan. Ooh, Real quick, Matt, there's not an Oranguru plush at all yet, is there? Uh, yeah, there is. I need it. I've almost recreated I, I, my favorite I think team. I, I thought they made that when they made Persimian, uh, which would have been the year Alola came out. I'm yeah, I've seen sure. the Persimian around, but I've never seen the Orangaroo plush. Okay, sorry for the I think it aside. Exists. No, no, yeah, no, yeah that... I think it exists. It's somewhere. Good tangent, good tangent. So, sorry. Steel, <laughs> while being a rare plush, is it's a, it's a ball. It's a ball of fluff that rolls around. <laughs> Celio, 
is what would, I wanted to would, talk would about because be it terrible, is the best terrible adaptation for a seal. <laughs> yeah, that's just like, oh, I'm so cute. Rolls downhill. <laughs> <laughs> so Spelio is the best design. It's one of the best seal designs of the game. One of the best animal designs because the second you look at it, it's like this is a seal. This is a hundred percent a seal, and its deck entry is weird because it really just focuses on the whole seal balancing a ball trick, which I get. That's what most people recognize them from from circuses that's and stuff. Terrible, but terrible. But it is. It, it's weird because one. Those are from older days where animal training wasn't as well done. And two, we can get them to do that. That's easy. And they'll do it for fun. They don't, we don't have to force them to do anything. We just give them the ball and we'll teach them they can balance it. And they'll totally do it and we'll give them fish. It's, it's not too terribly difficult. But this is not a natural behavior, but it's using their natural body. Their whiskers and nose, super sensitive. And so they're able to move them and twitch them in such a way that they can very easily balance. I remember – from my days of loving the animal planet during my undergrad in college that like if you cut off their whiskers like they can't navigate they can't no they need their whiskers like rodents do they have the vibra the vibra they have the very special whisker that work almost like a fish's lateral line lets them feel vibration of the water but it also lets them feel vibration and changes in air uh now i will make like a blind, caveat blind seals can like navigate still yeah, no, if they lost their sight, they don't care. If they're, less, they're, they're, like if they're underwater, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's important, though, that... <laughs> oh, my gosh, so we should name our next seal is Matt Murdock. Anyway, seals don't do this behavior, though. Like, we can't... It, sea lions are the ones that are special doing. They're way more flexible on land, but seals and sea lions do exhibit play behavior in the wild. Like, sea lions, they, they do have that play behavior. Even if the ball thing is artificial... There are tons of forms of enrichment, like giving them toys and giving them different ways of getting their food that plenty of facilities do. And they'll do this naturally in the wild. They'll find stuff and they'll just play around with it. Uh, I think my favorite was – do you guys remember that seal giving the diver a dead penguin? No. What? There was an entire thing where this diver was like taking – he was just a naturalist photographer. He was taking video of uh, animals underwater, and the seal comes up to him and just starts investigating him, just doesn't know what he is, and he just starts playing around with him. And he brings him this penguin that he caught and leaves it in front of him. And the, what the hell is it? A cat? It's thinking it's is like, it oh, cat? no, this poor – one of the thought processes that it possibly could have been is that, oh, no – I found this poor dumb seal with a weird glowing box who doesn't know how to eat. I will bring him food and see him eat. It's weird. Again, super intelligent animals. So they can kind of just goof off a little bit. Play behavior has been seen to have a really good effect on them. Now, as I said, Delia has a great design. What tops it is Walrins. Walrin is one of the most underrated design Pokemon because it's immediately a walrus. It immediately has a special impact on you. I love Walrin. No, it's cool as crap. Uh, I don't know if I ever told you guys this, uh, but legitimately, uh, for years, I only played with Pokemon I would own as plush. Nice. <laughs> and that's part of why I that's why I know about Celio because I really wanted one because I th thought it was adorable. It's just it's too bad its stats are just garbage. Absolute trash. <laughs> However, Walrin's is not right, Don. Walrein is almost trash, but it's it's salvageable. Trash. So Walrein actually, um, shout out to uh, he goes by Doctor Fidget most of his stuff. Uh, he got top thirty two at the North American National Championships with a team that had Walrein on it. Actually, oh come what? on, hey, he got further than I would have gotten. No, that's that's very good. That's making that's day two, crazy. Um, no, so yeah, Walrein. Like looking at its stats, they're not bad honestly it's got a very meaty hp and some decent defenses um with a 95 special attacks all right when you just need to take a hit or two and do stuff and it's got it's got thick fat it's a nice ability I move pull though it wasn't very um, good it's too. got actually a weird move pull um you have the sheer cold throat stuff he gets encore because they really like having oh i guess because of clapping all the seal pokemon get encore yeah they all get it <laughs> um and then yeah it's got yawn which is cool um, it gets Super Fang, which makes sense because it's a walrus. Um, maybe I'm just thinking about back in Gen three. And it's got a few other weird, weird tools. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's like a great mon, but it definitely has its uses, and its design is sick, and you get awesome style points. Now, you mentioned a couple things I want to point out. Pretty much all these seal Pokemon get thick fat, which is phenomenal because these animals are so fat. 
I was talking to one of my coworkers, and she mentioned how she wants except for dugong. Oh yeah, no, my my friend once did a study on seal fat, and she found that elephant seals were so fat they were surprised they were not diabetic. Like even by animal standards, <laughs> the amount of fat they had should medically make them diabetic, but they're not. Which, which is funny because like my neighbor's dog is diabetic. It, they're like they are huge, and that is. Yeah, that is the least funny joke you've ever told. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, Walren in the game uses... No, like, I, mean, like, I mean, like, this giant, like, massively obese animal, and then this poor dog that's, like, just kind of chubby. <laughs> so, Walren in the game uses its tux to smash ice blocks, which weigh 10 tons, which is funny um, to me, because Walren weighs 330 pounds in the game. That's nothing. <laughs> Big Tusk Energy. No, Big Tusk Energy like, for a real walrus is like over a ton. A thousand. Like they are massive. Yeah. 4,400 pounds they top out at. Jesus. Just, it, <laughs> they're huge. I don't think any Pokemon weigh that much. Uh, Dude, yes. Does, is there any several, Pokemon that weighs that Celestila is the closest, I think. Everything else, no. Groudon is only <laughs> a, giant a ton. Rocket ship is, a giant rocket ship. It's literally the same weight as an actual elephant. No, no this is a walrus. Like the elephant seals, I think can get around roughly the same size, oh, but I walrus, think the walrus sorry. just because it has all the teeth, denser bones. Uh, I like they do make a really uh, they make mention in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon that their blubber primal Groudon is half the weight. Are you serious? Of a, a normal walrus, primal <laughs> Groudon weighs twenty two hundred pounds. So like, yeah. how big is it? Um, you mean in terms of height? I don't think it's like <laughs> twenty feet tall, isn't it? Like it's it's primal ground yeah. is sixteen feet tall. Wow! All the Pokemon would float away. Yeah, no, we we'll get to that when we do our talk on Waylord. We will get to that talk. But Ultra Sun of Ultra Moon <laughs> makes great references of the blubber on the walrus, which is really great because they do have blubber that does protect themselves not just from the cold, but also polar bears. Polar bears have to be very careful when hunting walruses because they have two knives built into their face, and they really don't like it when things try and bite them. If a polar bear... Yeah, they can't actually kill a polar bear. It's very effectively. Again, it's got two knives on its face. Yeah, they can. It's crazy. They can also fall off a cliff, as we mentioned earlier. Well, they shouldn't go up on cliffs. That's their fault. Yeah. They shouldn't have to go up on cliffs. They should, the have they should have to, yeah. They're like, hey, there's no ice here. Where do I go? Well, those walrens so need to learn walrens move pool, and they can use, like, ice freeze breath on the water, and there you go. Thanks, Don. <laughs> Thank oh, you, okay, Don. Gonna... Don. So helpful. This has been Conservation Corner with Don. <laughs> All right, and the last one, the last one I wanted to talk about was uh, our boy Poplio. You uh, guys remember when Poplio was announced? The fan clubs came in? Ah, they sucked. I love Poplio. Team Rowlet. Team Rowlet. Uh, Team Litton. Team Lit. Get lit. I used Rowlet. I'm not going to lie. Like, I used Rowlet on my first playthrough, and that's why I have a, a uh, Decidueye plush. I love Rowlet. You but, know, its like, hidden Poplio... ability is the worst thing ever. Yeah, but Poplio is adorable. When I played, uh, was it USUM, I had, uh, I played with, like, random stuff that I, people picked out for me. And, and Poplia was my starter, and I loved her, and I named her Shakira. Good name. I don't so like this, clowns. Yeah. This is the only sea lion in the game, and it's important to note that it does have the outward ears, so it is a sea lion. That is the number one characteristic you want to look for on a sea lion are those outward ears, and is directly connected to performance. So with sea lions, they connected it to the clown and the circus aspect because, sadly, that's where most people got their first interaction with these animals with traveling circuses. And there are definitely some circuses that deserve to have been shut down. I don't want to put them all under the same tent because I, I ah, circus tent top yeah, notch. Yeah, yeah, top notch. Just like there's some zoos that need to be shut down. There are definitely some circus that did, but these animals, a large part of that is built on that performance aspect. It blows <laughs> snot bubbles, and and the snot bubbles are one gross, but it's also another reference to the ball trick. Uh, I did want to mention that when it fully evolves, it turns into the Primarina and has that oh. siren style. You guys. I know you know it. You guys, I love Primarina. I'm not gonna lie. I actually like, I like Primarina. Amazing looking starting. It's an amazing looking starting. Yeah. Do you, Do you guys know the 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 legend of the siren? You know the sirens call. Yeah. 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 Like, you mean like Sirena the X Men character? Yeah. The X Men no. character. Daughter no. of Banshee. Not no. Not that. 
But no, of course I know what the siren is. <laughs> Come on, it's me. <laughs> but the sirens call. BBC did a study, like they did a whole article thing. They were able to find out what sailors were hearing on the water that they said would drive them mad. Turns out. It was the Mediterranean seals. Their calls <laughs> again, and if you've heard the call, they're not like, "Oh, they have a tranquil singing song." No, it's the same horrifying barking, but reverberated off the rocks over and over again, and the sound changed to just this eerie, weird sound. And since the sailors, also, you're like a third century Greek sailor on your like fifteenth day of like third century <laughs> Greek sailor wine rations. That, I'm pretty sure that, that was sounds be pretty my good. Comment. I mean, like. As humans now, like especially the old boomers, you're, you hear like, "Man, humans used to be so much smarter." And you're like, "No, no, you guys wanted to ha- like you know make relations with a manatee, and we're afraid of seals." Hey, 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 I don't think that's so. again. That, I think that's standard code for when you first meet a marine mammal. Are you a mermaid, <laughs> or are you some sort of sea woman who which I can have a loving family with? <laughs> or- <laughs> It's a reverse it, it's, mermaid. Fish it's on top. really funny. There's a that, song about that, actually. Oh, I heard. I've heard the reverse mermaid song. It's amazing. <laughs> what? I'll, what? I'll send you a link. Hey, let's talk about. Pop oh yeah, Leo, no, with Poplio, it's Leo. a great. I I love the addition to this Pokemon because it was a great starter, so people are always going to remember it. And the fact that they oh, they linked it to that performance aspect, they linked it eventually to singing. These animals do get that reputation as performers, which I think is it's a way it's a it's a mixed bag because on one hand, it's kind of like how people associate like certain animals with like certain traits. But with seals and sea lions, the only reason they're able to be that sort of performer is because of how smart they are, about how flexible they are, about just how cool they are. One of my favorite things I looked up when reading, there was a book written about seals in 2016. And the, artist, and the author was quoted in saying that seals and sea lions, just to paraphrase, are – the one animal that we could have domesticated, but ancient man chose not to. Can you imagine that? We almost lived in – we could have lived in a world where we could have had domestic seals helping you hunt. There's still time. Seal. It's still doable. We can do it. We can totally do it. I just don't have a thousand years. Uh, Don, Don, we did talk about the UN report. There is not time. <laughs> no, there's a I, – I feel we'll like – get some tropical ones. Yeah, like they'll, we'll they'll be make fine. It. Like we can. I mean, not everyone's gonna be fine, but I'm sure some humans will survive and learn to use seal. Like Don, come on, you're gonna spear fishing. Just yeah. not Florida. Oh, there's Florida gonna be, be so gone. much awesome grouper habitat once this whole state floods. I'm <laughs> amped. <laughs> oh, this got depressing fast. But no, it is important. <laughs> so if you're ever interested in learning more about seals. Uh, the marine mammal conservation areas are always great. Uh, Georgia Aquarium is a really good program. I believe uh, Monterey Bay Aquarium. Jeff Corwin's huh? there, right? Jeff Corwin's at I don't, Georgia, right? No, Jeff Corwin goes with I've Jeff I've seen Corwin. him do that like mini series or whatever, I think. Yeah, I remember he like uh, back when he had his show in like uh, 2007. I thought that was no, no, no. It, Georgia Aquarium was built because Atlanta decided they need the biggest aquarium, and they got the biggest aquarium. I go every year. No, but I thought like that's where he worked. Like that's what I thought. That's where I thought. I don't he know worked. enough about Jeff Corwin. I got because he had a show. For, he had a show about it for a long time. I remember, his old show was awesome. Yeah, no, his old show was sick. Oh, uh, I miss. I him. miss him too. I miss when Animal Planet talked about animals, but that's a whole other episode for another time. Yeah. <laughs> just science Pokemon presents. L- when let's, just, let's just put out like. Animals. Should we just put out like every like fifth episode just a rant episode <laughs> where we just go off on science related things oh let's put that to a patreon vote <laughs> oh yeah hey you guys can vote uh we're gonna put voting up soon yeah we're gonna put voting up on a patreon we'll give more details on that in a bit but for now let's wrap up the episode cool what a great episode about seals that was so much fun guys <laughs> well wow only not scripted and not read <laughs> off like a bar napkin you found <laughs> <laughs> no legitimately thanks guys uh that was a long one though i had a great time uh please 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 our supporters um you know uh the itunes give a five-star review we really do appreciate it uh patreon we we appreciate all of your guys helps we really truly do um did i mention and- we're one dollar away from our first patreon goal <laughs> literally that's it one dollar. Who's going to be the guy? Or girl. Uh, or we girl. Not discriminate. Yeah. Yeah, or girl. Anyone who gives us our money can gives us their money can be included. 
Uh, anyways, uh, seriously though, thank you guys. You know, Facebook, Twitter, you guys know the deal. Find us, follow us. Uh, for real though, share us with one friend, especially with this event coming up. Um, even if you can't participate, uh, please just try donate a few bucks, even $1. Again, we're going to be raising money for sick children. Uh, and you know, we will have information about some of the children who we will be helping or who have been helped by this charity posted. So just kind of keep an eye out, uh, watch our Facebook, um, our Twitter, um, and just kind of, you know, join along if you can. And if you live in Pittsburgh or you live close enough that, like me where you can transport to there, uh, be ready to come to the event. Even if you're not, a t you know, a trading card player, like, you know, I'm not. Uh, I don't know the first thing, but I will be there. And I hopefully, you know, we get some support and we're happy to be doing something pretty cool like this. Now, I want to give a special shout out to all the people. I I read the iTunes comments and reviews too, and I appreciate all the all good of ones them. are wonderful. I don't know. I all appreciate the positive ones make me cry. Like they're like so sweet. Like this is my favorite show, and I'm like, really, us? <laughs> okay, I, well, thanks. I even appreciate the one star ones because it lets me look back on what we've done. It lets me say like, okay, oh. this is what they thought of this. Even if we don't agree. I love that. If you think I still want to redo our Native American episode, I want to redo it so bad. Like, yeah, I'm that is our scar that is our blemish. That is our like we need to re we need to redo this. But yeah. that is for the future. So I did want to make another announcement. So I don't know if I'll be on the next episode or not because I do have to Aww. prepare because it's Dragon Con coming up. Dragon Con! Dragon Con! It is my time. It is what I love doing more than anything else the whole year. Happiest I ever am is there. And I have not one, not two, but three panels I'm a part of. Not just the you Pokemon You better one. come out. Yeah, no, come out out and see it. If you're in Atlanta or the Dragon Con area, take it. Plush. Yeah, it, yeah, we are going to be giving out a free plush during that as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. Halucha. Oh, it's going to be the Halucha. Oh, it's going to be the Halucha. Right, yeah, and you one. know what? I'm going to be at uh, Matsuri Con uh, in Ohio on September 17th. Nice. And we'll be giving out a plush too. I, I think Sandagast. Ooh, that's, that's a fun one. Uh, and uh, in September at Flaming River Con, with uh, both of those will be with Dr. Dean Horton, who we've had on this show. Uh, and both of those will have plush giveaway too. Like I'm, I'm super stoked. I, I love getting to do this kind of stuff. Uh, we got a great fall. I'll show up at some kind of con. I don't know which one yet. You are going to a con. You're going to Worlds for us. Go have fun. Yeah, really. Okay. And you know what? Uh, our goal now is to get into Ohio Con, and all of us will come. <laughs> Hey, maybe I'll I'll work I it out. Go to Ohio again. <laughs> hey, we have good beer. You're welcome. I feel like Ohio State motto. There's literally like "Welcome to Ohio" underneath it. It says, "Oh God, I'm in Ohio again." It's <laughs> surprise. We have like Why every Pokemon have... event, so you're forced to come here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, AJ Schumacher, for all those events. Lord. Yeah, honestly, thanks. But uh, yeah. <laughs> On that note, thank you so much for listening, guys. We Bye. love every one of you. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank Peace. you all. 